This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. The FDA finally approved an at-home test for COVID-19, but guess what? That test and tests that have yet to be created are already banned in a handful of states. Walter Olson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. We discussed why some states don't seem to want you to have independent access to your own medical information. The FDA has just, uh, as of this recording, it was two days ago, that uh, they finally approved an at-home test for COVID-19 so Americans can learn their status more quickly. Um, But even before that, uh, a few states had effectively banned uh, these kinds of tests. And LabCorp, the company that is uh, providing this at-home test, says, we will not be providing tests in those states. That is disturbing to those of us who live in those states. LabCorp said that it uh, was going to offer the test, starting with um, one of the groups most in need of it, uh, healthcare providers and uh, first responders, and it was going to offer it in 46 states, uh, the other four being New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Maryland. And when the Associated Press covered this story, it uh, added, and whether this is exactly true, we can get into it, but it added that uh, those are four states where at-home testing of this sort uh, is illegal. Now, those laws have been on the books for a while and, uh, in fact, have caused some controversy. Uh, people may remember that some years ago, uh, people who wanted to go on 23andMe, the genetic test service, uh, I believe that in, in my own state of Maryland, many of them found that they could only get it by listing their D.C. office as the return address. Then 23andMe would send you a kit. Uh, And these laws have been imposed in some of the more regulatory states, some of the states that like regulating healthcare a lot, uh, on the grounds that otherwise consumers might be misled into buying tests that aren't really very good or that they are mismarketed to them uh, or that are bypassing a doctor's uh, supervision. And all of these were reasons that were cited for why states like New York and the others uh, adopted these laws against home testing. So some of this has to do with the efficacy of the tests themselves. And in this case, the FDA has kind of given the go-ahead, saying that it finds the accuracy to be satisfactory. But of course, in the argument over the state laws, they would say, oh, people can come in and offer snake oil and this and that. Uh, How do we know that consumers will accurately interpret the data, even if it's FDA approved it uh, as far as the accuracy of the test, consumers might misunderstand if they're getting the results too directly. These were arguments about uh, paternalism, about consumers' capacity to understand directly without being guided. Now, is this why uh, some states have uh, make it difficult for you to simply have blood work done and get those results sent directly to you? I don't know whether that's what's in the way, but certainly in those states, the four states that um, uh, uh, stand in the way of at-home testing, uh, it's going to be more rigmarole to get your results. Um, 
I think the general rule is that if you're willing to go through a doctor's office and perhaps do a doctor visit before the lab work, then yes, it's fine in those states. But those states are um, going to stand in the way uh, of anything more direct, anything that tends to get you the results faster, perhaps without uh, a visit to your doctor, uh, because they think that you might misuse the information. Uh, so this seems to be, uh, if not driven largely by efficacy, and in this case, this is the kind, this is the kind of case that, um, especially in New York, especially in New Jersey, you, we absolutely need people to be able to, uh, discover for themselves what their status is. It is a tragic irony that the four states that are blocked out by LabCorp, that they won't sell this in, are four of the hardest hit states. They are also states that have all adopted a highly regulatory attitude toward a lot of health issues. And uh, it happens that they are all in the Northeast and they are all suffering very badly from COVID-19. Are these legislators, are they in session? <laughs> the Maryland legislature is not in session. Now, Maryland's a special case because... In Maryland, uh, the state, uh, one of the state agencies immediately uh, got in touch with me and said, no, 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 don't say that we ban it. Um, uh, in our view, this test would be legal to offer in Maryland, even if, you know, even if LabCorp doesn't necessarily think so. We think that it's legal. And the other three states, so far as I know, uh, it just isn't legal. But the uh, And I don't know whether those legislatures are in session. Uh, they, they probably are. But it is so weird to be so afraid of um, something going wrong with consumers that you preemptively legislate against innovation. You preemptively legislate against something that is obviously a wave of the future. People are going to be more and more interested in knowing. And you also regulate against resilience and emergency preparedness because, sure, you know, ordinary times people can wait for a couple of weeks for most of this information. But every so often, uh, nature throws something unexpected, and either visiting the doctor's office is hard, or you need the information immediately because of some uh, new kind of threat that the legislature might not have considered. Now, for 46 states, those were good enough reasons to stand back and say, uh, you know, we'll let this develop. And if there's some sort of abuse going on where people are being sold something fraudulent, maybe then we'll legislate. But for four states in the Northeast, you know, there wasn't really much of any fraud because there wasn't much of any activity yet. Uh, but they figured, uh, let's be precautionary and ban it just in case someone tries to do something fraudulent or misleading with this information. What a way to legislate. How did this come about in Maryland, both the, the, the adoption of that rule and then changing the law later? Well, let's take it in stages. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how the law got in the books in Maryland, but I know there was a controversy where someone was deciding to promote uh, uh, the idea of home testing by handing out kits at a Baltimore Ravens game at M&T Stadium and uh, found out very late in the process that this state law was already on the books and they couldn't do it because this was uh, too much uh, consumer involvement. So I think they backed off from that. Uh, Maryland, however, um, unlike, so far as I know, the other three states, uh, Maryland last year revisited the area and uh, liberalized consumer access to testing. They realized that the technology was attractive and that people would want it. And Maryland uh, effectively repealed a bunch of its old prohibitions. Now, that may be why 
uh, the state says that it's now legal. The, the state added when it got in touch with me, uh, you know, even if they hadn't passed the repeal law last year, we would still kind of give them a pass. We would say that this is something we would not enforce against them because we recognize that it's so valuable. It's nice to hear these things. On the other hand, it's too bad the roadblock had been there in the first place. Walter Olson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.